Hey guys, I decided I want to kind of start uh, maybe every week with like a small thought, just kind of being real with you. And I kind of have made a couple statements like that, like the last one was about supporting me, but I'm going to kind of probably do some of these things in between the main conversation. And today, the Lord's kind of putting in my heart just the need and an encouragement for each and every one of you to really find a way to find men that you can open up to. One of the hardest things I believe men have is that they honestly think that a man needs to hold on to needs to hold on to their feelings inside that they don't have to share because that's not being manly. We sit there and consider all that kind of goes through our lives and how we're treated and what things, good things and bad things that have happened to us. And sometimes we, we hold on to that baggage a little too much and too long and we never deal with it. And then it kind of creates who we are as men as we grow up. There's been verses that have stuck with me throughout the years. And one of the ones was actually our football one. When I was in high school, our coach had us um, memorize is basically uh, verses, uh, tw Psalms 23 verses 1 through 3. Um, and it's always kind of stuck to me as verses that have just been in my head. But if you were to take time to really consider and think about exactly what David was trying to say, it's, it's quite interesting. We're gonna we're gonna read it real quick for you guys. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Even when I walk through the dark darkest valley, or the or the valley of death, sometimes in King James version, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me. In the presence of my enemies, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. One of the things that we don't really think about about this verse is that the Lord is my shepherd. And later on in verse four, it talks about your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Now, the cool thing about a shepherd is that there's two different sticks they carry. Okay. One is a rod, which is with a hook, and then you have a regular staff. Now, the, the one with the hook, people don't understand, but the reason the hook is there this way you can grab the sheep if they're straying away. And then the staff, which is usually a long stick, is used to protect the sheep. Now, as men, we often think if we allow ourselves to l let God lead us, like, for real, we become weak. Like, we, we think we have to be the shepherd like Jesus is, 
and show strength. But the truth is, you know, God's the only one's going to be able to have the strength and holiness, the uprightness that we strive to want. But it doesn't mean that we have to be it in a sense that we got to take all the burdens on our own. Now in verse 2 it says, He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths. You see, when we focus our life on God, when we pay attention to who our Creator is and what He has done for us, He's going to take us to where we need to be. He's going to provide for us what we need. He's going to strengthen us when we are weak. And He's going to guide us along right to pass and it brings honor to his name and that when we do that this see the thing is we, we are so focused on we have to have everything we have to be in control of everything we have to not allow our past to interrupt our future we, we we can't show weakness and that is a lie by satan when you read this it is not saying be strong just like I am strong by you doing it yourself and, and, and just trying to make it. And if you don't make it, you fail. I mean, that's not what he's trying to tell us here. He's telling us we got to trust him completely as if we are a lamb. You know, lambs are weak. Is it not, not like we run into lambs running around, you know, taking out wolf packs? Usually they flee and run and cry and whine. And they fall, get hurt, get eaten. Things can happen. Okay. He's wanting us to understand in our weakness, which Paul even mentions in your weakness is when he is strong. And in technically, I would even say he is stronger because you can have faith and and believe in him. But is when you really give it to him, give it all, all your burdens, all your hurt, all your struggles, all your pains, everything that's gone through you, every situation in your past. All the baggage you keep holding on to, even all these years, even if you're 50 years old, 60 years old, 80 years old, whatever, how age you may be and how long you've been holding it, God is waiting to just say, just give it to me, son. Stop trying to hold it all. You can't do it alone. Let me be your strength. Let me show you what you're supposed to be doing in this moment. Let me guide you. Stop trying to take it all in. Stop trying to hold it stop trying to be a strong person and you really need to be just letting go because what happens a lot is that i think men get a lot of anxiety um they start falling into depression they start trying to escape because they they can't handle it and they've never learned to just let go of their hurt they never just let go of what's happened to them in the past they haven't been able to let go the current stresses and frustrations and you know the job that they hate despise because they start seeing only themselves and they stop looking to their lord you know then it talks about even when i walk through the darkest valley i am not afraid that means even in the darkest moments guys your wife is sick she may not live your kid is sick may not they may not live about to lose your job they cut your hours at work you you got seriously injured you fall into an addiction you fall into a sin addiction that is just taking away your focus you're starting to try to hide yourself 
You see, the thing is, guys, these are things that can be defeated, stopped, and turned from, and, and hope can come from it. When the storms of life is just so thick, and you feel like you're alone, that's, that's Satan trying to get you to think you're alone. God's never, never, never left you. And even when your enemies seem like they're just surrounding you and there's like no way out, God hears you. He'll help you. He will stand on your behalf. He'll pull you out when it's the right time to pull you out. And he'll try to show you little blessings and moments and opportunities. That's why, you know, value the time you have with your wife and your kids because you need to step up as a man. You need to step up as a father. You need to step up as a brother. You need to step up as a man of God. You need to step up as a warrior. These are opportunities that you can lose out because you, you allow your past to just cloud your mind, your heart. And you just don't see these opportunities because you're so into yourself. You, you allow, allow your hurt to just control your thinking process and how close you get to your wife and how close you get to your kids. How close do you get to your brothers? How close do you get to anybody? Because you'd rather be alone. I mean, it's it's a part of the thought is individualism. We have that really heavy, especially in the United States, where a man just works, makes money, takes care of family, and comes home. That's why in a lot of churches, men's ministries are just not running as strong as they should be or well as they should be because they meet once a month or they have a breakfast once a month and, that, and that's men's ministry. And, that, and, and guys, like we, we need more than that. We need more opportunity. We can't just sit there and think, this is what men's ministry is. This is enough. It isn't. We need men that we can count on, men we can pray with, men that we can share our burdens and, and our, our struggles. We need, we need to have, have find men that will pray with us. No matter how busy their life, they, they'll stop in that moment to pray. We need men to not be afraid to cry. We need men to not be afraid to do, to be, to f discover God's purpose for them. To step up when they need to step up, to stop being afraid. I mean, we look at David and you listen to his words, you know, he he doesn't just talk about potatoes and steak and tools and cars. And he talks about the in-depth, intimate moments he has with his Lord. And David was known as the warrior king. In fact, he killed Goliath, a man who was probably six to nine foot tall, or excuse me, eight to nine foot tall. And was able to carry his sword and cut his head off. This this is not a weak man. This is a man who understands he is a weak person because he's human and he needs his Lord. He trusts in his Lord. He opens up to his Lord. He shares his hurt and pains. When he knew he made a mistake with Bathsheba, he wrote a psalm based on his sorrows of losing his child. But he also understood the consequences for his actions, as well, the consequence that came. You see, even though if you may be making mistakes and you're, you're in an addiction, you're struggling in your sin, or you're not stepping up like you're supposed to, 
Were you even considering divorce because you think it's better somewhere else with someone else? You see, those are the things that Satan wants us to think. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this commercial. Welcome back. Remember what I was just saying. Whatever problem you're going through, whatever situation it may be, God will help you through it. It does not mean consequences will be gone. It does not mean that it'll be a hard time repairing your marriage or a hard time repairing your relationship with your kids. It doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I remember older men that I've met who felt like their job was done because their kids are all grown up. They're in their 40s, 50s. You know, I don't, I don't need to be doing anything. That's, that's not true. You still have a purpose to be there for your kids. You still have a purpose being there for your grandkids, even great grandkids. You still have a purpose. It's, it's the system that um, Dennis Rainey has in Stepping Up that I love. It's, it's basically, you're still, you, you basically gain trained to be a man, but then there's a mentor and mentor, mentees that are still being done. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, the idea of what we're supposed to be doing is always mentoring someone else. So even if you think that maybe your kids don't really need you, you should be looking at other men in your church, other men in your job, other men in, in your community, your neighborhood that could be struggling, that actually do need to have someone like you be a part of their life, to encourage them, to show them what God could do in their life, to disciple them to pray with them. They, they, other men need that because not every man has a dad or a grandfather that's around. Especially a lot of some of these young people that we've, we have in these cities that, you know, come, brought up with a single mom, no, no real good male role model to, to find encouragement and hope to be told you did a great job son you did a great job because a lot of times you know and it's nothing against all these single moms but there's just something about a man telling a young man you did good you honored God that was a very nice gesture you did that was being a gentleman that was being respectful you're being a man Good job, keep it up. When they hear a man tell them that, it transform these young men. Like, like that. But it takes us as men to be open. To be free. To allowing God to transform us, to move us, to build us, to use us, to mentor these other men. It does take time. You know, it takes effort. It may, it may take away from your personal time. But I can tell you this, when you make the time to move and work with people, it will make a factor and a change in their life. And sometimes you just don't know how you're going to make a factor or a change in someone's life. You don't understand. And you just got to pay attention. You got to be willing to open up. You got to be willing to transform. You got to be willing to 
be used by God to be an example like you're supposed to be. We've seen so many young men who are struggling as they've grown up and as they became parents and as they try to become um, men in today's culture with the culture so heavily trying to make us seem less of a man, to make us more neutral, make us uh, be almost watered down. And this is an opportunity, you know, thinking about it for today, this is an opportunity for you guys to really consider, you know, what kind of baggage are you holding on to? Is there something that you're doing that you should stop? Should you be studying certain things? Should you be finding other men? Yes, I, I really think that's the key thing is men need to find other men that want to help other men grow, want to see other men be transformed, want to see men find who they can really be in Christ with other men encouraging them. It is so sad when you see men thinking that owning a house, having a best looking wife in the world, having kids that are growing up to be A-plus kids, to having the best car, having the newest toy, like things of this world that they can grasp and hold on to to show as a badge on their chest saying, I am a man. And we have so many young men who are growing up thinking that way, and when they don't get any of that stuff, they feel like less than a man, worthless, a failure. But in reality, it doesn't matter if you are a lawyer or the guy working at King Supers or some supermarket. How are you as a man of God in those situations? How do you present God in those situations? How do people look at you? Do they know that you love Jesus? Are you acting and treating people with respect and uprightness? Are you, are you walking in Christ-likeness and how you talk to customers or deal with people on a daily basis? Do they see how you treat women? Are you laughing at the dirty jokes? Are you joining into the wrong conversations because you think that's what a man's all about? Sometimes it's hard. I can tell you this. I went and worked for a HVAC company and I was in the drafting section. All men, except for the secretary. And the constant conversations were so-called what we would call man, men talk. And it was about talking about women inappropriately. It was talking about uh, using, you know, drinking and language and being dirty-minded and all this kind of stuff. And being a Christian, I didn't want to be a part of those type of conversations. So, you know, I had to tell them, hey, you guys mind not talking about that stuff in front of me because I really don't want to hear it. And the first thing they thought I was gay. Um, other things they thought maybe I was unmanly or, you know, they started going after my manhood. And I held my ground. I played my Christian music. I listened. You know, I spoke my mind when I needed to. I shared my thoughts. And what was so cool was another guy that was one room next to me came over and just straightforward asked me, are you a Christian? And I said, well, yeah, I am. And I thought it was because he was going to ridicule me. And he goes, well, I am too. But he's like, I've never really met a Christian like you. And I was like, Okay. And I thought it was weird, and so he asked, you know, how do you, how do you get through the day with all this stuff that goes on around us? And so I gave him pointers of, you know, listening to the scriptures while I'm drafting, or listening to preaching while I was drafting, or listening to Christian music while I was drafting. So that way it keeps my mindset on him and less on the other conversations. And he liked it. And then, you know, I find out later 
you know, he struggled with pornography and he got right with God, especially after he heard a sermon where um, Greg Laurie said something about a man, you, you are truly a man or who you really are. And he was kind of speaking to men is when nobody is around to keep you accountable. That's who you really are. And he realized who he was and he changed and he started walking in Christ and the transformation was wild watching and to the point where people were getting annoyed because he just talked about Jesus 24 seven all the time. He, every time they come in the room, they didn't leave without knowing that Jesus was their savior. You know, from the beginning, you would never notice or see what was really going to happen. But as time went and one of the guys, I actually went every Tuesday, we had to go down to Colorado Springs uh, to do work there. And we'd have small conversations. I never pushed Christ on him. But he would ask me questions. He would just ask, you know, just interesting things. And But he was watching the other guy. And probably about six months later, you know, he saw the change in the other guy so much. It was still going. He finally asked him some questions. And that guy told me, you know, this is what so-and-so said. And then one day he asked me to come into his room and I thought I was in trouble because he's kind of one of my superiors. And he closed the door and he's just like, I just want to let you know, I decided to take my family to church. And he goes, I quit drinking. And one, because my doctors want me to, but two, because I want to. And I want my kids to be taught this, this biblical stuff. And I want to change then I had one of the other guys do something similar. He's decided to take his son to church and he wants him to grow up to be a more strong figure of a man. And I just sat there and I'm like, after a year, this is, this is how God used my example of not hanging up my Christianity and my manhood on the side just to fit in. Because you can transform a people and you can always hope that God's influence is going to be stronger than the evil. So there was one guy in that group. He would every day come in, ask what I was doing. I told him what I was doing. He says, sure, you're looking at pornography. And he said it out loud so everybody could hear it. And he just did it to egg, egg me on he did it almost every single day. He did it to the other guy who was open about his Christianity. And basically that, that's, that was Satan's attack. But I kept strong, kept moving forward. And I think that's kind of the whole thing that God wants you guys to think about today. You know, we're not open to sharing our thoughts and our feelings and our hurts, but we're also hiding who we are as Christian men. We can't hang up our Christianity. We can't put it to the side. It should be a part of who we are. And to be more open to allowing God to use us, it does take us recognizing that Christianity is a lifestyle of living. It's a part of who we are, not a part of us. It's not a jersey we could take off when we, whenever we want, at least it's not supposed to be. So take this lesson of today just to think about this stuff. You know, he's promised to stand by us. He's promised to guide us. He's promised to watch over us. We don't have to walk around in fear. We don't have to be afraid. We can be open. We can let go of this baggage. 
But we also got to remember it's it's an everyday lifestyle change that we have decided to do. So I hope you guys are blessed today. Um, just a little quick prayer, Lord. I pray that you move these men that are listening, that their hearts be transformed, that they'd recognize the need of allowing you to be their shepherd for real and not try to be tough and strong and lasting through all, all their issues on their own, that they can count on you, but help them find men that they can pray with, talk with, be encouraged with, and grow with, that their name will be glorified, or that your name will be glorified, and that they will be able to grow in their faith. I thank you, Lord, for all that you do, and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a blessed day, and I'll see you next time.